0: Well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now.
2: You know, among the inner circle, I think he's remembered as one of the most intense and uh, innovative bass players of his time.
0: A joy, one of the joys of, of, of my life and my career. We met when we were really young and um, the record happened soon after we met.
1: Hey, we needed somebody for the cover. Bing, all right, we need some legs. We're gonna throw some rats on there, live rats. She's a trooper, right?
3: (laughs) How did you take to that?
1: Uh, It was interesting. (laughs)
3: Happy New Year! I hope your 2022 has got off to a great start and that the rest of this year is filled with health and happiness. And of course, good quality classic rock music, obviously. I'm Paul Stevenson and this is the Vintage Rock Pod, the ultimate classic rock podcast that proudly claims that my music is better than yours. Thanks as always for hitting play. Now, I thought before we get into the big name interviews for 2022, I'd devote an episode to remembering those legends of classic rock that we sadly lost in 2021. It was obviously a difficult year for pretty much everyone, wasn't it really? Still in the grips of a global pandemic. But there were a number of high profile people from the world of rock music that sadly passed away. So I thought it only right to look back and remember those fondly. And I've got some special contributions from a couple of stars to add into the mix too. Before we start, I'd just like to say don't forget to like and subscribe and follow Vintage Rock Pod on all the social media channels. YouTube for some cool videos of the interviews, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram too. Just search for Vintage Rock Pod and sign up to become a VRP VIP and receive the VRP newsletter with the latest news. You find out ahead of time about future guests and you get your chance to ask a question to them too. There's competitions and other bits and bobs on there too. Just go to VintageRockPod.com and sign up using the form on the first page there also check out pantheompodcasts.com now vintage rock pod is a proud part of the pantheon podcast family it's a network of podcasts solely focusing on music all types of genres catered for so please check them out as well right on to our tribute show then and arguably the biggest name we lost last year was that of rolling stones drummer charlie watts Charlie, along with Mick Jagger and Keith Richards, are the only members of the legendary group to have appeared on every single album since the group formed in the early 60s. The Stones sold more than 200 million records worldwide, and their status as one of the greatest rock groups of all time is most definitely assured. Now, unlike the flamboyant nature of some of the other members of the band, Charlie was a quiet man, never one to court publicity, but his excellence behind the drum kit with his background and love of jazz meant he was one of the very best. When he passed away, as you'd expect, the tributes rained in from just about every legend out there, obviously from his former bandmates, but from Paul McCartney and Ringo Starr from The Beatles too. Elton John said, Charlie Watts was the ultimate drummer, the most stylish of men, and such brilliant company. The Who frontman Roger Daltrey echoed those words, saying Charlie was the perfect gentleman, as sharp in his manner of dress as he was on the drums, while The Doors' John Densmore called Charlie an early mentor. Charlie Watts passed away on August 24th, aged 80. Just a month earlier, we lost another legend, another Rock and Roll Hall of Famer, a man instantly recognisable for his beard and sunglasses among the non-rock fan community, but one very much respected within it, Dusty Hill from ZZ Top. Dusty, real name Joe Michael Hill, along with Billy Gibbons and Frank Beard, formed ZZ Top in the late 60s, and continued to play, record and tour with them for nearly 55 years. He primarily played the bass, but also keyboards and provided vocals and backing vocals for the group too. Inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2004, their legacy and back catalogue is immense with 15 studio albums, their earlier southern rock, blues and boogie sound, evolving into a harder rock in the 80s, which brought them front and centre in the MTV universe earning the band multiple MTV Video Music Awards that decade, thanks to memorable videos for hits like Legs and Sharp Dressed Man. ZZ Top's haul of three platinum, two multi-platinum and one diamond certified album is incredible. Dusty passed away on July 28th, aged 72. Another bass player we lost last year was Tim Bogert. He was part of the legendary New Jersey scene of the 60s and played in the groundbreaking group Vanilla Fudge and Cactus, as well as joining the legendary Jeff Beck and Fudge drummer Carmine Apiece in Beck, Bogot and Apiece 2. I spoke recently with Vanilla Fudge lead singer Mark Stein, who paid this tribute to his former bandmate.
2: We grew up together. We... Uh we must've been 18 years old. Okay. When we first met and uh, we were in a band called Rick Martin and the showman, it was like a top 40 band. And we, uh, we kind of hooked up through the leader of this band, Rick Martin and, up, you know, we played, uh, all the New York, New Jersey hotspots, like, uh, the headliner and the wagon wheel and the apartment lounge in those days, way back. in, uh, I guess, uh, circa 1966, man, am I dating <laughs> myself, but, uh, yeah, yeah i've been around for a while but uh seen a lot done a lot but uh tim yeah it's amazing uh, he i think he's uh it'll be almost a year now i think he passed about january mid-january of last year that's right so uh ended up being uh you know one of the top premier bass players of the era of the late 60s it was tim Bogart and uh jack bruce of course and John Atwistle. those are the three great bass players and uh uh he was an incredibly intense player he brought he brought this amazing style to the forum you know uh he was a he was a student of paul mccartney and james jamerson mm-hmm. you know uh, the motown genius who played on all those motown records and uh i'd never from the thought he was eccentric you know he was a crazy wild and crazy guy <laughs> and uh you know he developed his style pretty quickly and uh, just had this natural ability. Uh, yeah, Tim. Uh, Tim had called me. I guess about six weeks before he passed, because I haven't. I didn't speak to him in a number of years, probably six, maybe seven years. Uh, you know, our relationship was kind of rocky over the last half century. Mm-hmm. Uh, there'd be times when we got along fantastic, and then there were times when you know we didn't quite see eye to eye on issues and. We wouldn't talk for a while, but the thing is that we had this great respect for one another and when we did uh, bury the Hatchet, we, we hugged each other and we hugged each other in a very meaningful way. I mean, I loved the guy and I know he felt the same because we, we walked as kings, I told him. I told him, you know, just before he passes and we shared, we walked together as kings, Tim. Uh, we can never ever forget that. You know, we became, uh, you know, a force in progressive rock music when we were yeah. very young. And that's something that nobody could ever take away from us, you know? Indeed. But I was really flattered that he called me after about seven years to tell me that uh, he had cancer. And I was kind of taken back. I said, wait a minute, back up a little. What's, what? Tell me what's going on. And he, he told me some specifics, you know, which I'm not going to get into now. But uh, ultimately, you know, it, uh, it got the best of him. But he tried his best and he fought hard. The good thing about it is the, uh, even in his... Uh, Ill Healthy he managed to uh, play on this very last track called Stopping the Name of Love, which Vanilla Fudge put out, I guess, about five months ago, uh, maybe three, four months ago, whatever, uh, which uh, which I think is a pretty cool reimagined version of the Supreme song, because we were known for that where you keep hanging on and yeah. all that stuff we used to do. But uh, he, he managed to get on there, and, uh, uh, you know, he did a really, really nice job and uh, I know he was happy to do it. So that's the very last track, top of the name of love, where you'll find four original members of Vanilla Fudge on. So I mean, that's basically it. Uh, I think about him a lot. Uh, sorry to see him go, uh, but we all got to go sometime, dude. You know, and uh, and uh, he left. He left a he left a great legacy. You know, he's uh, you know Vanilla Fudge and cactus and. You know, BBA, uh, Beck Ball getting a piece, which was a short-lived, but, uh, you know, pretty intense power trio. Uh, And what can I tell you? I mean, I really enjoyed the last time we toured was in 05 together when we opened for the doors of the 21st century. And we we really developed a real strong bond, you know, after many years again. We did a lot of great shows, about 25 shows throughout North America. The band was rocking. And then uh, we were supposed to go on and uh, do a whole bunch of more shows after that tour. But he got, he got into a motorcycle accident, you know? That was one of his great loves, mm-hmm. you know, driving and riding motorcycles. Yeah. And he injured himself to the point where he had to take a lot of time off. So I kind of put a damper on things at that time. But we got back together maybe a year later and uh, we got back together to, to, uh, to do a record, which was a, a tribute to Led Zeppelin called Out the Indoor. And we did a pretty cool uh, a bunch of tracks uh, in that direction. And I don't know, man, uh, you could talk for hours about <laughs> the last half century, but uh, you know, some say he's an unsung hero, uh, but I have to differ. I think, you know, among the inner circle, I think he's remembered as one of the most intense and uh, innovative bass players of his time. So rest in peace, Tim. Yeah.
3: Vanilla Fudge lead singer Mark Stein there. Tim Bogart passed away after a long battle with cancer on January the 13th, aged 76. Someone else we sadly lost in January was guitarist with the legendary group The Animals, Hilton Valentine. Hilton was from the northeast of England and was heavily influenced by the skiffle craze of the 50s. Hilton was known for his energetic guitar playing and Chas Chandler asked him to join his group, which already included Eric Burden at this time. The name change to The Animals soon followed and worldwide success was assured when their version of The House of the Rising Sun topped the charts in the UK and US with the now famous and distinctive guitar intro played by Hilton <laughs> Although the band was pretty short-lived, the legend lives on in their music with other big hits including Please Don't Let Me Be Misunderstood, We Gotta Get Out of This Place, and I'm Crying. They were an early inductee of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame back in 1994. Hilton Valentine died on the 29th of January, aged 77. And January 2021 was particularly unkind as we lost another legend back then, a hero of mine and someone I'd met. Jerry Marsden from Jerry and the Pacemakers, the cheeky scouser, the Liverpool Liverpudlian, Jerry and the Pacemakers were the first group in UK history to have a number one with each of their first three singles and remain the second most successful band to come out of Liverpool behind a certain group called the Beatles. I'm not sure if you've heard of them or not. Anyway, Jerry's voice and songs became the sound of a generation and his work lives on in the football world too. His version of You'll Never Walk Alone famously adopted by Liverpool Football Club and sung before every single one of their matches, Jerry himself leading the singing on many occasions. It's also been adopted as well by Celtic in Scotland and Borussia Dortmund in Germany, among many others too. Now, to hear a fantastic story about Jerry's first single and the links with the Beatles, check out the previous episode I put out just before Christmas. It's called Great Rock Stories Volume 1, where songwriter Mitch Murray talked all about how his song, How You Do It, was meant for the Fab Four but ended up being Jerry's first release and stardom beckoned from there. We lost Jerry Marsden on January 3rd, aged 78. Someone else we lost from the world of rock music last year was songwriter, lyricist, composer, record producer and playwright Jim Steinman, most famous for his work with Meatloaf, which of course including Bat Out of Hell, one of the best-selling albums of all time, which is certified as 14 times platinum in the US and has spent an incredible 522 weeks on the UK album chart. Jim also worked with Bonnie Tyler on Total Eclipse of the Heart, as well as many other leading stars on songs and albums across his glittering career. Now, I spoke with the female singer that appeared on the Bat Out of Hell album, most notable for her incredible vocals on Paradise by the Dashboard Light, Ellen Foley who had this to say about Jim.
0: I wrote something when he died that found its way around the internet that said three words, started my life, started my career, which was stop right there. It meant everything. That's why I'm sitting here with you. Jim was a joy, one of the joys of of, of my life and my career. We met when we were really young. And um, the record happened soon after we met being the first time I was in a recording studio uh, was when I we made the Bad Out of Hell record. So we were both in there, you know, telling Todd Rundgren, oh, man, it should sound like West Side Story and this and that. And he's like, shut up, you know. But we had this very passionate Theatrical. Uh, well, he did good. It's a big we. He had this pin, and I was I was sort of there, you know, putting my two cents in once in a while. But uh, he's a lovely, very, very, very funny, uh, obviously brilliant um, person who who had surprising. Influences, you know. Before I met him, I thought the Beach Boys were just some, you know, teeny-bop thing. And then when he said, you know, that they were such an influence, and in how Pet Sounds was one of the greatest records ever made, I was like, really, you know? And you know, and he opened you uh, at the same time. He could tell you all about Wagner and the Ring Cycle and what's going on. I think he was a Mets fan. I know he was a New York baseball fan. He had, a, he had a wide range of, of things that, that he loved. and But he loved people, you know. I mean, he had told me that he loved me and, you know, people, people he worked with were really important to him.
3: Ellen Foley there speaking about Jim Steinman, who we lost, age 73, on April the 19th last year. In June, we lost former Uriah Heep vocalist John Lawton. Now, Lawton had the task of following original singer David Byron and was only with the group for a short period, but still sang lead on three albums, Firefly in 1977, Innocent Victim later that same year, and Fallen Angel in 1978. He also performed for Germany in the Eurovision Song Contest, and sang lead for popular German rock group Lucifer's Friend. John passed away aged 74 on the 29th of June. We also sadly lost Robbie Steinhardt, violinist and vocalist with Kansas, Now, he spent two long stints in the band, mainly at the height of their fame, providing a contrast to Steve Walsh's high tenor voice with his much lower range. Now, the group's mega-hits, Carry On Wayward Son, which sold more than 4 million copies in the US alone, is still a staple of rock radio even today. Their catalogue also contains three multi-platinum albums. Robbie passed away aged 71 on the 17th of July. Someone else connected to the rock and roll world, although not a musician or producer, was Tawny Kitane. She began her career in the spotlight as a model and an actress, but gained widespread recognition with her connection to some big rock names. First of all was her collaboration with hair metal band Rat. Tawny first dated Rat guitarist Robin Crosby when they were teenagers, and that's how she ended up appearing on the covers of their early releases. Now, here's Rat Frontman and lead singer Stephen Pearcy talking to me from episode 32 of Vintage Rock Pod, telling the story of throwing rats at Tawny for the photo shoot.
1: You know, the history, Robin, Tawny, teenagers. I met them when they were teenagers, Robin. They lived together in a duplex down the street from my grandmother. Nobody knows a (laughs) shit, you know. Uh, So we've been friends for ages, and Tawny too, you know. Hey, we needed somebody for the cover. Bing. All right, we need some legs. We're going to throw some rats on there, live rats. She's a trooper, right? <laughs> How did you take to that? Uh, it was interesting. You know, there is more to that story. You know, there really is. That whole photo shoot that day was quite a production because real quick, we rented five rats at the end of the day. There were oh. six Go figure.
3: (laughs) That's a bit worrying, isn't it? (laughs) How long was she with the rats? Oh, God, probably a
1: few hours because we had to like scurry them up once we threw them on them because there's nowhere you know, it wasn't like we were in a pen. We were in Neil Mm our studio. You know, there's like motorcycles, amps, this, that. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's just like, go, throw them on there. And then she did the cellar too. You know, that was a whole bigger production uh, with somebody else and, uh, pretty interesting. Pretty interesting. Absolutely.
3: Rat singer Stephen Pearcy. There. Tony also famously appeared in the music videos for megastars White Snake, including the videos to "Here I Go Again," "Still of the Night," and "Is This Love," which led to a romance with David Coverdale and a short-lived marriage with him from 1989 to 1991. Tony sadly passed away on May the seventh, aged just 59. Another rock and roll Hall of Famer we lost last year was drummer, songwriter, and poet. Graham Edge. He was a founding member of the group, the Moody Blues, and played with them until he retired in 2018, the same year they were inducted into the Rock Hall. Graham enjoyed massive success alongside the likes of Justin Hayward and John Lodge, who you can hear talking about Graham on episode 46 of Vintage Rock Pod. Their iconic Nights in White Satin is a song which lives on from the Days of Future Past album, which broke mold in the late 60s. Graham Edge died at his home in Florida. On the 11th of November, aged 80. And another drummer we lost last year was original Judas Priest member John Hinch. He and Rob Halford were playing together in the group Hiroshima before completing the Judas Priest lineup. John only played on the group's debut album, Rocker Roller, in 1974 before leaving due to personal differences. On the announcement of his death, Rob Halford said, John's style was strong direct and unique. I'll be playing rock roller today. While priest guitarist KK Downing said, there are so many memories of crazy and fun times we all shared together. John did everything to the best of his ability, including his drumming, which looking back can only be described as faultless. John Hinch passed away on April 29th, aged 73. Now, another bass player we lost last year was founding member of British rockers Status Quo, Alan Lancaster. He was with the band from 1967 to 1985. His last performance as full-time member with the group was famously at Wembley Stadium for the opening of Live Aid. He did rejoin for a series of shows in later years. Now, Status Quo achieved huge success in Europe and in the UK, of course, releasing over 100 singles and 33 albums, and have the distinction of having appeared on the legendary Top of the Pops TV show more than any other act – 87 times, believe it or not. Alan Lancaster died due to complications from multiple sclerosis on the 26th of September 2021. And the last to mention on this show is a member of the early pioneering rock and roll country and pop group Don Everly of the Everly Brothers. Now, they had hits way back in the 50s, number ones, in fact, on both sides of the Atlantic, and inspired so many people, including McCartney and Lennon from The Beatles, while Keith Richards called Don one of the finest rhythm guitar players ever. Paul Simon said that the Everly brothers witnessed and were part of the birth of rock and roll. Don Everly died on August 21st at the grand old age of 84. Now, there were many others that sadly passed away, and I bet you're asking why I haven't included some of them. So a quick mention for Alan Cartwright of Procol Harem, Jeff Labar of Cinderella, Sylvan Sylvan of the New York Dolls, Elliot Mazur, who produced Neil Young's incredible 1972 album Harvest, and Florian Pilkington-Mixer from Prog Rockers Curved Air, who all sadly passed away last year. It's nice to sit and reflect on some of the incredible music we've enjoyed over the decades that these incredible people have brought to us over the years, and we will remember them all fondly. And I ask you to raise a smile next time you hear the Rolling Stones or... Maybe knights in white satin playing, or the arpeggio intro of House of the Rising Sun, or the next time you see a White Snake video, or maybe the incredible vocals for Carry On, Wayward Son.
1: Carry on, my wayward son. There'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest. Don't you cry no more.
3: Thank you very much for listening to this tribute to the stars we lost in 2021. Coming up in the next few weeks, I've got some great guests lined up for you to tell their stories. So make sure you like and subscribe and follow the podcast on whatever podcast app you use to listen to this on so that you don't miss any of the future episodes and big name interviews. And again, please check out Vintage Rock Pod on YouTube. If you could hit subscribe to my channel, that would be amazing. I'm trying to get the channel to the monetization point so that I can make money from the ads that play on the videos rather than YouTube keeping the money themselves just search for Vintage Rock Pod hit subscribe and you can see all the videos I post on there there's some full interviews with mega rock stars from the past year and a bit that I've been doing this plus some short stories like these in the episode there's some quizzes and top five song recommendations on there too and check us out on all the social medias as well just search for Vintage Rock Pod so until the next episode then remember if you come across anyone who isn't a fan of rock just tell them my music is better than yours take care